Need a new set of optics? For more than a decade, Riton Optics has been providing optic solutions for hunters and shooters of all types and disciplines. Check out their Primal line for those products geared more towards us hunters. From binoculars and spotting scopes to your basic 3-9 to nine scopes and longer range crossover models, the Primal line from Riton was made for hunters. Learn more at RitonOptics.com. That's Riton, R-I-T-O-N, Optics.com. This is the OKS Hunter Podcast. Never pass on shooter bucks, if that's just me a freezer. It's your tag, you hunt how you want. This is OKS Hunter. Welcome to the OKS Hunter Podcast. We're in the OKS Hunter Podcast studio here in Oconomowoc, Wisconsin. It's fun to say that because a number of folks are like, oh my God, you're from Oconomowoc. And then when they know where that is, it's like really special. And everyone else is like, what are you saying? Akanakamakama? What like, you need to do is feed them a <coughs> bottle of that and have them pronounce it for their very first time. Marksman? Yeah. Or whatever. <laughs> oh, have a bottle of it and then say yeah. it. Yeah, Get yeah. It lubed up. And I then see. Get it up real I good. Thought, are you not and pointing to the Malord, are you? <laughs> yeah, feed them that so we don't have yeah, to. Save that for us. Yeah, save that for us. Give them the Malort. Yeah. Give them the Malort. Welcome to the studio. Here's some Malort. Like, oh, cool, thanks. And then they just puke in here. Yeah, you better change this to hard surfaces then and break out the mop. To break out the mop. Sounds like you're going to need some hard surfaces in all areas of the house. Yeah, we got pets <laughs> leaking fluids everywhere. It's kids puking. Dude, everything is gross. It's a so fart. I'm ready to gut a deer. It's totally a fart and booger factory. Yeah. Sounds delightful to gut a deer. Yeah, let me just go gut a deer. That sounds like a walk in the park compared to what I got to deal with around here. Not bad. Oh, my goodness. Uh, hey, so, you know, we're brought to you by Spartan Forge. But, you know, we're not going to talk about those guys right now because we got a whole episode to hang out with Bill to talk about those guys and dive super deep into their AI. And that's not a sexual joke. <laughs> Whoa, where are we Real nice that? and deep like. Yeah. <laughs> we got to get weird quick. Let me check AI. out your tapo yeah. features. Let's talk about your AI, baby. <laughs> I'm get real freaking nerdy over here. Anyway, so now that we got that weirdness uh, injected into the show. You have a gift for making things weird. That's the point. Bill's laughing. I can see his face. That's good. Yeah, you're pretty fired up today. I'm not. I'm in a... Edgy mood. You're in you rare form. Yeah. As I need, we like yeah. to say in I need to kill a freaking. So I need to just kill a freaking deer. I need to feed my vector custom shop. I need to put my my latitude saddle to the best possible use, which I have been doing. Um, and then I need to go tag my trophy and go wild. <laughs> there, that's everybody. There right? you go. You got it, dude. I got a piece of information that might help you. Saw it the other day. Really nice guy had a whole demonstration with like a graph. It was like a time. Shut the fuck <laughs> <up>. <laughs> it was like I know where you're going with yeah, this. Yeah, it was. A, it was, made it was sense. It was really good. That was my optimistic <laughs> self. Looked, this is my pessimistic looked, self. Like it looked him. a lot like him. Guy looked just like it, you. Just like you. Yeah, it's like so. I'm Eric right now because my hat's backward. But if I turn it forward, I'm Dad, according <laughs> to my son. So what is this over the top? Uh, dude, my son will like dude, put my head backward. He's like, switch, "You're dude. Eric," and then he'll put it forward. He goes, "Now you're Dad." Now you're Dad. <laughs> oh, so if I have a backwards hat, I'm Eric. Good to, good to be with now you see me. Now you don't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the magic, what, yeah, the magic man. Shake and bake, baby. Shake and bake. So uh, you were in Illinois. 
I was. How the hell that go? Uh, we had a great time. I got to hunt with my dad for the first time in a long time, like an actual hunt. That's okay. a big deal. And we, the weather was actually really crummy. Like it rained like crazy the second day we were there. All day poured, yeah. and then the warm weather that everyone's been experiencing mm-hmm. in the Midwest rolled in. It was seventy-two or higher every day for the rest of our hunt. But we still saw a deer. We had chances. Dad and I both had chances at three and a half year olds um, that we passed. So I could have shot my first ever like stalked bedded buck. Came over this hill and I looked down this little gully and there's a bedded buck just laying there looking at me. Oh my god! Me. He had five on one side and a goofy, weird, long fork that like came over the center of his head and went to okay. the other side. And the sucker was just looking at me. So I just like peeked my head up. So I got back down. I grunted a couple times, scratched some leaves with my foot. He just laid there. So I was like, "Let me take a video." So I took a video on my phone, still laying there. Let me draw my bow. Drew my bow back. Stood up. He stood up, stood there, 40 yards. I had my pin on him. I was like, eh, he's just not big enough. And he literally just watched me. I let my bow down, grunted at him a couple more times. I was like, these deer are dumb. <laughs> <laughs> and then finally, he bounded off. That's the, the kind of deer I need to find, a really around. dumb one. But I never shot one, like, stalking up on one. Yeah. So it would have been like, cool. Kind of would have been cool. But where he was, I was also like, it was a midday scout. I took my bow. My dad was taking a nap in the truck. And I was at like the back corner of this little piece. And I was like, dang, dad's not going to be pumped to know we're dragging out a smaller <laughs> buck than I would have wanted from the hardest place to drag from. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so we'll just let that go. Maybe he is dominant though, you know. Could have been small in stature, but uh, big in personality. He was lazy. That's her damn. He's lazy. <laughs> I don't want to get up. Just <laughs> take me. Feet were out. I'm just resting, but leave me alone. <laughs> and Greg, what about you? You're just a swamp man over there. Nothing. Zero. You've seen you've seen bucks. You've sent us videos of actual yeah, bucks. Whatever. You snort wheezed one yesterday. Yeah, I, I snort wheezed it to make. It Can go you do away. the snort wheeze with your mouth? Yeah. <sighs> That's bullshit. That was minimum effort. Uh, well, it's, it's fine. You can do it for real. I like making Greg do calls on the podcast because he's really good at it, and he gets really, really he gets really embarrassed. Embarrassed or something. I don't know what you call this. It's but like it's, a it's like a humility. He doesn't want to. He doesn't want to show off his skills, but he knows he's got the skills. <laughs> it Napoleon the Dynamite? I got. I, doesn't it, how does Napoleon Dynamite? Say? I got skills. Mostly my skills. <laughs> nunchuck skills. <laughs> Dude, you don't have a nunchuck. My nunchucks don't fit in your locker anymore. <laughs> All right, we're bringing Bill on. This is bullshit. This is ridiculous. What's up, Bill? <laughs> Hey, guys. Sorry about all that shenanigans. Are you sure you <coughs> want to be on this show? You no, that's like great. You're rolling your eyes already. I can sense it. Are you happy to be our sponsor? I haven't rolled my eyes. <laughs> Very happy. <laughs> that's a lie. God, you're a good liar. I, I agree. I agree with Greg. I agree with Greg. Uh, Eric is in rare form tonight. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> I'll... So you guys should just run this shit for me tonight. I can't. I can't. You can't relinquish control. That's not you. Dude, like you would, we would have to like stuff and cuff you and put you up in the living room. I all you do is push a couple face. buttons over here. You know, it's really not that important or, or difficult. You guys could easily do I this. I think stuff. you're gonna need to talk to Bill to figure out where and how you're gonna kill a deer tomorrow, though. Yeah, we're looking. So we're we're on the. I have the web app pulled up on the big. Well, it's not a big TV, but it's not a tiny computer screen, and we're looking at. You know where the hell I'm going to go tomorrow because we got Jace, our videographer here, uh, from what are you like Duluth, Minnesota, or something? Yeah, he drove like seven hours to be here tonight, just to listen to you. <laughs> and and I'm like, <laughs> we're going to go hunt tomorrow morning, but I don't know where we're going to go yet. So we're trying to look at the wind and the predictability and all the stuff. And your app, Bill, uh, gives us bar none the best. I can literally pick the freaking tree. Um. Anyway, like let's. 
I'll step backwards a little bit here because there may be some folks I don't know about you. I've been sharing your app with people at boat launches, trailheads. Um, people are blown away. They're like, what is that app? What is that? They don't even, they don't even understand what's happening when I, sh- when I show that I can change the date. And th- they think it's like sorcery. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, well, wizards made this thing. So it's like incredible. But a uh, wizard. <laughs> yeah, a wizard, a wizard. <laughs> so how can we kill a buck during the rut with Spartan Forge? Let's just uh, wind you up. You just want me to start right in on it? Let's just, just yeah, we're just gonna go, we're just gonna go. Like I don't, we don't need to do all the, all the fluffy stuff. Well, there, it's that kind of question's contextual. Like, what are we on? Like, are we on public land? Are we on private land? Is it hill country? Is it agriculture? <clears throat> what are we? What are we looking at? These are. This is why we have you on because you're a real expert. So, uh, at least if we're gonna be really selfish and and like make this about us, because it is about Absolutely. us. Like, you know, sorry if you're a listener, you're not from here. <laughs> Yeah, but we're going to go, like, flatland farm country with a little bit of swamp and swamp. marsh. Swamp, yeah. yeah, and marsh, probably. Mm-hmm. But if we get to the western part of the state where I'll oh. be gun hunting in two weeks, that is, like, bluff country, very hilly, and, and lots of farmland kind of interwoven in between that. Slow your roll, stool. Let's just do one thing at a time here. He's already trying to extend that range. Yeah, yeah. What's that? Extra poke in there. Got to yeah. get that deer down. Yeah, a little hope and poke. <laughs> yeah, they're giving me crap. Uh, so let's just talk about farmland, so- flat, swamps. For now yeah so swamps make things simple at least they not simple they make them difficult but simple uh true uh, yeah, when i true, hunt swamps yes. i'm always when i'm hunting swamps especially if i have uav imagery on the app i'm looking for intersecting trails that are leading to some type of food source like a like a acorn island or something along those lines and uh, or any type of high ground bedding, and I'm marking those in the app, and I'm looking at where those intersect. And then I'm looking at the. I'm using the historical wind feature in the application. Can you guys hear me still? Yeah, yeah. yeah I just made yeah, you yeah. full screen, so you're we're here. Oh, just, we're just. Yeah, yeah. I, I saw. I can't see you guys. I didn't know if you could hear me or not. We're listening. Then I'm looking at historical wind. I'm looking at historical winds in the application, and um, I'm I'm. I will if it's early season or if it's if it's before something like the rut. I am sitting off and doing observation sits probably three to five times at least, where I'm getting super high with binos, and I am glassing and I'm watching how deer are leaving certain areas. This these raised ground pieces that you might scout. In, in the spring I'm watching how they leave and I'm watching which directions they go. And I'm noting the wind, um, especially in those types of areas, they, re- they really use the wind to their advantage. Um, and it, it kind of determines their path of direction. And what I find with especially older bucks is that they won't travel with the wind in their face. They'll kind of travel with the wind, like kind of at a cross to their back. So it's kind of, if you're, if, if the buck is a clock and the 12 o'clock is the nose, the wind will be coming from like five or seven o'clock and crossing them. It's not always the case, but I just find that to be the case. A lot of the times that it'll be kind of crossing them for coming from their back and they're kind of watching in front of them. And I'll note the winds and the directions that I'm seeing at the, the deer move. Um, and then I am getting in if when I'm actually going to be going in for the hunt and like this marsh swamp type of setting uh, you can, I, I've done it on a ladder especially when I lived in Maryland and there are lots of swamps there, I would simply just get up on a ladder 
and I've done hunts from ladders before. I've killed does from ladders before. Um, but I'll, I'll wait for the same conditions that I've observed to take place. Um, I'll, I'll set myself up, get in early, set myself up with either a ladder or if there are trees present that I can get inside of, even if they're super small, set up on those trails and, um, you know, poke the first deer I see, or if I'm waiting for a specific buck, um, you know, keep hitting. Um, but I'm always paying attention to the path of travel, the wind direction, and kind of how they're using the topography and the, um, and the swamps to their advantage, because if they're in there, they're probably pressured. That's pretty much how I do swamps. So, Bill, I'm also not a swamp expert. You you mentioned you use the historical wind data, the feature on Spartan Forge there. What's the best way to use that? What are you using that for just to see, like, the typical winds for that time of year? Or what are you specifically kind of keying in on with the historical data for the wind? Yeah, that's a good question. So before I'll actually go and do the set, I could have – it's a good question, and I should have gone into this even more. I'll look up for – okay, so if I think the hunt's going to be in September – I'll use the application and I'll look up on the polar plot what the what the uh, primary wind is uh, for September. It's 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 pretty it's it, it's the same almost every year. Like they're generally, especially like where you guys are, it's probably a westerly or like a northwesterly that time of year. So I'll look for the first and second wind with using that polar plot on the inside of the Spartan Forge app. So let's just say for the sake of argument that the the wind is northwest, you know. 28% of the time and then it's south that time of year 16% of the time and those are your top two winds um, those are the winds that I'll wait for to do my observation sit and then those are the winds that I'll go in and do the hunt on um, I won't hunt winds that I haven't done observation sits for if that makes sense yeah that makes a lot of sense <clears throat> that's getting real granular real granular well that's what the deer are most commonly dealing with so that's where they're you know most effective pattern most likely comes from i i and if they're using that pattern they're also probably the most comfortable in that wind like they know that wind the most that makes them the most comfortable which you know gives them a false sense of security i have to i'm gonna have to replay this and listen back to this part yeah uh, take several notes times because i'm pushing a lot of buttons here like i, I don't even the camera on me because i'm beep, boop, bop, boop. <laughs> yeah pretty much but the the like thinking about you know, eric also you have my phone number so you could just call me anytime he would love he would, i bet he would okay love there's a from you. there's a disney movie called coco yeah, about yeah. della de mortos or however you say it i'm not uh hispanic so i'm not getting it correct but it's a beautiful movie by disney i think you know whatever and my daughter likes that movie it's a good one right and there's this part where yeah. miguel Right, is that his name? The main little character guy says, I don't want to just get this dude's approval. I want to actually do this. I actually want to like, like earn the right to be this musician. I don't want to like get a lot of help because I want to know that I can do this on my own to some degree. I want to validate that I'm like actually putting the pieces together. This is pretty deep. (laughs) Look, well, you can just learn how to do it and then do it on your own. I mean, I don't, I didn't, I didn't just go out and hunt and then just hunt and learn. I, I absorbed as much information as I could possible. And then I, you know, pragmatically put it into practice. It's well, the thing I always said, like you show a man how to use historical wind data. He knows the wind for a day, but you teach a man. <laughs> teach a man. <laughs> if you teach a man, don't y'all are, teach him. Y'all are pretty funny. I, I've also only got like seven or eight big deer on the ground, so there's probably better people to ask these questions to, but none of them, you know, have the app or probably 
I don't know. Guys on our pro staff probably could say how they use it. Um, yeah, I mean, I would by no means, by the way, I should preface this with saying I'm not the expert on deer hunting. I would say I'm moderately successful in the deer woods. I've been getting my teeth kicked in up here in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Well, I think, I feel like that, that's an interesting topic in and of itself because it seems like the rut is not like, there's a meme, you know, of, uh, of, uh, you know, the, the, like stick figure character poking something, say, come on, do something like that's the rut right now. Like, come on, do something. <laughs> Everybody's waiting for it, expecting it. Yeah, where's the seeking and chasing and, and all the crazy stuff? Everybody that we're is expecting. looking at this weekend's forecast, just licking their chops. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because the temperature is going to drop by like a factor 30. of 20, 30 degrees. Yeah, it's going to be a big drop. Bill, it's going from like 60 to 30 here uh, between we're now and to see Saturday. 70 on Thursday, and then it's going to go right in the toilet. Right in the toilet? Well, right <laughs> to heaven. For some, right for down some the to toilet. <laughs> for us, it's straight up to heaven. Yes. Yeah, it's getting interesting. So let's uh, do you some justice here because you're you're taking time out of your day and out of the deer woods to be. I mean, it's dark now, so like whatever. But uh, I think there's been a lot happening with Spartan Forge. You have more data that you've collected. I don't know if you brought in more colleges and, and tracking color information, but I know that there is now a web app that is available. There's Woo! a free version of it available. There are 3D contours available. Your top of lines are tighter than ever. Like. Maybe talk about some of those things, and we can get back into how we are going to kill a buck in a swamp tomorrow. Uh, yeah, we've added a lot since the last time. I don't even remember. When was the last time I was on the show? Was it last year when I was heading home? Yes. I think so. I think yes, it was. Probably. So, so, yeah, so since then we've added what I call the Lambda map, which is just like a historical – or I'm sorry, not historical. It's a customizable map that um, allows you to kind of set up your own map to swipe through. Um, we have, you know, the three setup maps that everyone has access to. And then there's this fourth one that's customizable. We're actually going to add a second Lambda map here pretty soon because we'll be adding a layer that does like weather um, and um, a, a ton of other stuff that I, I can't get into right now. But weather is one of the main things that will be on that last Lambda map. Like an, so over, be like five an overlay? Now, um, so maps I can for like, you to customize. That's pretty killer. Like a weather What's overlay? The, so I can see like um... – like I, when you can see wind on there now, like with the little dial, um, but no, it'll be, uh, it'll be like a, a, a windy weather layer. It'll look like yep. the windy app, windy tiles, uh, yep. but they'll also be like, you can see, th I'm sorry. Like windy tie, the, the windy tie app, you can see the wind direction, the arrows flowing over the landscape. Yeah. And you can see how it goes on the landscape and then you can, um, uh, you can see, you know, weather systems, fronts, you can look at barometric pressure, you can look at lightning storms. Um, there's all kinds of stuff like that. Um, it'll be on a second Lambda layer that you can configure to kind of look at the app, to look at weather the way that you want to look at weather. Um, you'll be able to fully customize it. So if I want to um, see a date, but anyway, uh, since, as I say, if I want to see a date in the future, like tomorrow or next Saturday or, or whatever, I know I can scrub through weather data, but can I Will this new feature allow me to do that on the map itself? Because I'm just such a visual idiot. Like, I need to just yeah. see it happening uh, as yep. I look at it. Yep. You'll all be right. able to do all, all right. that. Um, it's it's going to be pretty cool. Um, and then uh, what else have we added? We've added 10-foot contours. We've added oh, – oh, well, we used to have just like 20 or 30-foot contours. Now we have 10, 20, and 25-foot contours. Um, <clears throat> we have a LiDAR layer and a gradient layer that'll be out here in about a week. Um, Can you, what, do you have, think, what does LiDAR mean uh, for us lay folk? 
Uh, LiDAR is um, just simple way of thinking about it, just high-resolution topo data um, that's, that is um, – it, it's got one to three-meter resolution. So you'll be able to see, like, it, it the, the base map itself looks really cool. It looks like – if you've ever seen, like, the beginning of Game of Thrones, the base map kind of looks like that. And then it's got uh, – um, it's got uh, – you can overlay colors on it to show how steep certain parts of the terrain are. It's just a gradient wow. map, kind of okay. like what you might see in, like, Cal Topo or something like that. I understand. Um, yeah, Cal Topo was the first place I came across that. And then some, like, county GIS or, like, state GIS, government GIS has had LIDAR in some, yep. some websites. And it was really helpful to see those steep drops and, you know, just what kind of hills you're dealing with. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep, so we have that, and then we'll be, and then we've done um, the historical imagery that you guys talked about before. We added a lot of five centimeter um, imagery uh, to places. I think we added a significant amount, actually. Um, we did the 3D mapping that you guys saw. Um, we did the web app, uh, and there's a lot of more. There's a lot more cool features coming on the web app very soon as well. Um, you'll be able to set up a split screen display so that you can look at one map on one side of the screen, one map on the other, and whatever you do on one map will, will mirror on the other map. Um, so, and then the la- and then the next thing that's coming out, I've talked about it before. Um, we had some problems with it, but we're, we've got it ironed out as Blue Force Tracker, which is just a way for you to share pins seamlessly with buddies or to share location real time. So, uh, yeah, that's, uh, I would say that's the high, that's the cliff notes on what we've added. We've done a lot of work under the um, under the hood as well to make the app more solid, and to uh, um, you know uh, scale and distribute better. So, um, yeah, uh, we've been very, 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 very busy. Busiest I've ever been in my entire life. <laughs> That's got to be saying a lot because you used to be busy hunting terrorists at one point in time in your life. So. That's a that's a big deal. Like yeah, I, I'm working more hours now than I was then. Jeez, Welcome man. to being a business owner. Wow. Yeah, I'm. I've got some 80 hour weeks here. I've been doing. <laughs> God the, bless you. The number uh, of. For, for, there's like a lag. I'm sorry, Bill. We're go not, ahead. I'm sorry. Not, I'm not trying to interrupt you. No, completely. go ahead. But. Uh, you know, I've, I've seen some chatter in different forums, and, and you guys have been really good at making a presence in various conversations on the internet and, and a lot of corners of the internet, too, and, like, even Facebook groups where people are, like, saying, hey, random internet user group, uh, you know, what's the difference between Spartan Forge and OnX? And, and there's not, in my mind, a real comparison because, you know, Spartan Forge has a deer movement predictability built on the back of deer tracking collar data you know, to create millions of data points to inform this predictive modeling AI stuff. And if you're a hardcore whitetail hunter, this is the app to have. Yeah, like Onyx isn't aimed at whitetail necessarily. And I'm not to say that you guys are always going to be in the whitetail category, but you guys have arguably one of the one of the strongest pro staffs that exist in the hunt category um, of just good a good group of guys that take their stuff really seriously uh, and, and have a historical, like, accolades of actually putting down mature whitetails in some pretty tough conditions. So I say all that to say, I don't know what the hell I was going to say, uh, <laughs> that y'all are busy. Yeah. That uh, maybe that was the point. I don't know, but it's, yeah, we've, we've got an IG live actually tonight. Uh, right after I know this, I'm going to walk into this restaurant here and eat, and then I'm going to come back out and we've got an IG live with Levi Morgan and Lee Ellis. 
um, that's going to be pretty fun. And those are, you know, I think two pretty good exemplars of the pro staff that you're talking about on Spartan Forge. We really do have a pro staff that can put deer down anywhere they go. Um, and I'm pretty proud of the group of people that we've assembled. They're all quality people and we all, um, you know, have each other's back and look out for each other and help each other out whenever possible. Hell, I'm staying at Johnny's place, Johnny Stewart's place right now. Johnny's, you know, for people who don't know who he is, he's one of the best northeastern whitetail hunters in the world. And he's, uh, well, he's one of the best everywhere. He kills everywhere, but he's, he's also one of the best people in the world. Yeah, and he's humble. Yeah, you you had you, you hit the nail on the head. He's humble. He's nice. He'd do anything to help anybody. He's just that kind of a guy. Yeah, when I was there last year for your for your vet hunt, he uh, <laughs> he's like would almost quite literally give you the shirt off his back, uh, and and he put everybody in spots. Like just no, no ego at all. Just like all about helping, helping everyone that was there and, and being a good host. It was, and those were all his best spots. Those were all his best spots. I believe it. I believe it. Yeah. Good stuff. I think what I was going to say before is that like you're a small nimble team currently. You're not the, you know, big gears turn slow at Onyx. I would have to imagine. And they have a robust team and blah, 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 blah. But the product that you guys have come to market with, is superior in a number of ways, in my opinion. And I just want to tell people that are listening to like the folks that are in those chats, there's a couple squeaky wheels, but you guys give them the attention and you're, you're there to like go hand to hand with them and go deep into the weeds and help them. And the fact that you're just such a small team doing something better than a Goliath that's been around for years is a real testament to the team that you have and the work that you're doing. And also that people should give you guys some grace as you develop because it's hard work. You, you don't have all that manpower just yet. So like I'm speaking about two different things at the same time out of both sides of my mouth here. I'm just impressed, obviously. And we're happy that, you know, you guys work with us and all that stuff. Yeah. I mean, I work really hard to be interacting with all of the users and keeping a pulse on what is going on with the application or what people's problems are with it, but also get a pulse on what features people want to see next um, and to answer the questions outright. And that that is something I'm going to avoid with this company, no matter how large. I mean, we've, we've got a lot of, we've gained a lot of usership this year, enough usership that we can, you know, we're, we're, we're self-sustaining and we can hire more people. We just hired two more developers. Um, and, uh, that that's what we do with, with, with all of the profit. We're either hiring developers or we are buying more imagery. Um, those are the only two things we're doing with it. Um, and we've been able, you know, we're going to be at like 14 people here pretty soon. Um, and uh, we, we, I make sure that I have the pulse of what the user wants, where they're going, what they're doing. I add any Instagram messages or Facebook messages or questions about the application or input or whatever. I make sure I'm the one that responds to them. And, you know, I carve out about right now. I'm at about two and a half hours of my day. Every day is spent um, answering people's questions, um, taking comments about the application, commenting online, finding people in groups that are commenting on us because, uh, you know, we exist because of the hunter. And uh, so we, we, we do our best to serve that ethic and to reach out to as many people as possible and let them know what we're doing, you know, uh, for them in the whitetail woods. Well, let's bring a caller on because we have someone that I think you have met 
personally at the veterans hunt, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, my uh, call transcription says it's Kevin Masters, but I believe that to be Evan Masters. Evan, you're live on the show. You got some questions for Bill? Hey, I do. I just kind of missed the first of the parts. So I hope I didn't miss anything. How are you guys doing tonight? Good, Evan. How are you? Good, good hey, buddy. Good, good. Hey, so basically, I just, uh, I'm curious um, from all the great things I've already seen Spartan Forge, just like you guys just talked about, all the improvements, all the cool features and everything. I'm just kind of curious if Bill has a, a finger on the, and the of his next near-term goal or kind of what's the low-hanging fruit on his uh or i guess i can talk straight to you bill but what's kind of what are you looking at for your next uh, kind of goal to knock out as far as the app goes usership and and kind of as, the, as far as the company goes because we're all in it well i can't say who it's with um we've seen, signed a major deal with a major company in the uh, outdoor space, that's really going to help us in the market and get us some uh, uh, information yeah, uh, that we sorely need. Okay. Can you hear yeah, me? Not, you're not getting any audio on my end here. Oh, uh, we can we can hear you. Uh, can you hear us? I hear you. Yeah, I can. You. I didn't know if I could if Bill was talking or not. I can't hear anybody else. Can you? Can you guys hear me? We yeah, can hear Bill, you. We yeah. can hear you, but it doesn't sound like Evan can hear you. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, well, I guess, um, I guess my, my goal right now as a CEO is to get that partnership off the ground. We'll be announcing it here pretty soon. Yeah. Something's happening here with the, uh, for some reason, Evan, you're not hearing bill, but I think we all are. So he's actually, he's actually answering okay, your question. I'll, I'm not sure what I'll the deal quiet. is, but uh, yeah, hang in. I'll, I'll drop you off the line. Uh, Bill can continue to answer your question, and then uh, we'll see if this happens with any other calls. I'm not sure that's a new problem. Classic. <laughs> um, yeah, so we, we have this new partnership I'm very excited about. It's going to really help the company. Um, we'll be announcing it here uh, probably in next month. Um, it's going to really help us out as we kind of – my goal was to start the company – kind of solely focused on whitetail for a number of reasons. One is because whitetail is my passion and that's what I've been, you know, doing with most of my adult life and my leisure time is hunting whitetail. Um, it's the, it's the target that I know. It's the space that I know I, I am in the market myself. Um, but also I, I feel, I feel it's the largest and the most underserved market. For some reason, I feel like a lot of these applications and tech companies and, um, uh, companies that are making gear, uh, just are I'm, I'm immediately attracted to the Western stuff. And I'm not sure why that is, but uh, I think everyone envisions themselves as being a high-minded intellectual fly fishing on the, on a river in Montana or something and forgets where they come from. I don't know what it is, but um, uh, that's kind of where I focus. We are, we are going to move West in the next couple of years. We're not going to lose the whitetail focus to the application, but we are going to bring, Western features to bear in this next company that we're working with uh, very closely is going to help us um, do that. And we're very excited about that. Um, on the tactical level, um, we, we just finished uh, acquiring all of the trail data for all of the U S. So for people who are missing some trails on their map uh, right now, uh, we, we, we didn't have a lot of the state and County trails, trail systems on the maps. We've just, you know, painstakingly gone out and gotten all of those 
and we'll be hosting those probably by the end of the week. Um, and uh, um, Blue Force Tracker that I've talked about before is really my goal for um, before rifle season, before like the third or fourth week of November, although I n usually never make my timelines, but that's what I'm aiming at um, to get that Blue Force Tracker out, and that's kind of what I'm trying to do for the season. Awesome. Yeah, that'd be a nice feature because, like, right now I'm just screenshotting stuff and sending it to the group, like Derek and Greg and our buddy Tyler. Like, this is where I'm at. It'd be great to send them the pin. But what I so I've just been like sending coordinates and and having you guys open up the app there to take a look and like because I'm trying to get feedback here and there. And I think having the Blue Force track, yep. be, you know, feature that I think a lot of folks are pretty used to at this point in time. Yeah, absolutely. And having that. Yep. And if that includes some sort of live tracking, like you mentioned, and sharing with a friend, like that's something I've always, always, always wanted for the last 10 years. <laughs> right. So I think that'll be excellent. Yeah, that's a good feature. Yeah, and sorry, yep. Evan, we, we... It's on the way. Thanks for the question and the call. I don't know why you couldn't hear Bill, but you could hear us and everyone could hear you. So um, a new problem to go and solve with the podcast stuff. Um, <clears throat> there was another caller in the queue, but they dropped off, so I don't know who that was. Sorry if we missed you there, but there was a question that I was going to bring up here in the chat because we're live and we have those coming through also. Um, I'm going to put up on the screen here, Bill, so you can take a look. It says, hey, Bill, with deer movement in bluff country, do you see bucks spending more time in bottoms during the day when temperatures are higher than normal during the rut? Thanks. And that was from Travis Lee. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, spending way more time in the bottom than normal and near water. Um, one of the things, especially in bluff country – uh, and t high temperature, especially high temperatures, but it seems to be all the time, is that the deer are never far away from water. The bucks, the good bucks, are never far away from water. So, yes, I do see that. Um, and they spend a lot more time in those bottoms um, than people, I think, understand. I would say they spend more time in bottoms than they do in that, you know, you hear that old rule, top third is where the bucks are. Um, I would say that's the exception and not the rule. It's interesting because uh, just today <clears throat> I flipped through, I was watching on YouTube on my lunch break and I saw Bill Winky on his show on YouTube had just shot a buck on Halloween and he figured he was bedding up on these ridges, but he hunted in this big bottom valley and it was a 73 degree day, Halloween, and that buck was down chasing does in the valley that was shaded at four o'clock and just kept chasing until he made his way past the stand and Bill Winky got a crack at him and got him. So it was like, yep. Cooler temperatures down on the bottom. There he was. Mm. Exactly what you just said. Imagine that. That's interesting. I'm think so. Then switching to bluff country, which is where I'll be gun hunting. Now we finally made it out of the swamp, and we're <laughs> the bluff country. It gun is a totally different beast, just due to the fact that there's you know six hundred thousand people in our state of Wisconsin that are out and about doing that type of hunting. Um, you know, where they're just, everyone's out at the Blaze Orange Army, if you will, right? That's what the, you know, everyone calls them here. I don't know if they call them that everywhere else, but uh, I think in the, the U.S., there's just, I think we have like, at least in Wisconsin, more people that have rifles than some armies in the world. Uh, so hunting pressure ticks up a whole bunch, and, and maybe some of that stuff is like irrelevant because everyone's just sitting in the woods. Um, I don't know where I'm going. I'm trailing off because I'm thinking there is a bottom. There are like streams cutting through the terrain in several ways and tributaries feeding into that bottom bottom. But I know that a shit ton of hunters are going to be in that same damn bottom. <laughs> so maybe that's uh don't tell them to go down there, Bill. I don't tell know. them to, tell them to mean, go up after, after hunting with that, your crew, 
<laughs> like most of the guys like to sit on top. And the few bucks that I did see, they were on a bench. Mid. Yeah, they were mid to lower third, not far from the stream, and their escape route was down and across the stream. So they weren't far from water. So you need that's to- more commonly what I see. When you, what Greg just described. Yeah, Bill, when you talk about, like, your uh, topple lines and the, the closeness of them that you're able to see, like, are you able to now identify shelves that maybe I couldn't have seen before, at least from, like, an e-scouting perspective? Yeah, for sure. And then they'll be, especially become evident when we put the new topple map up. So this new topple map is LiDAR generated. Uh, I've been testing it this week, and it's amazing. Um, you can see, uh, you know, old logging trails. Those types of things are a lot more evident in areas where you might not know that they exist. Um, deer like to make scrapes on those. It, it looks extraordinary. So, yeah, with the 10-foot contour lines, definitely you should be able to see benches and that type of stuff. But then with the LiDAR data and the gradient and the slope angle shading, you're really going to be able to see um, those little uh, small minor terrain features that deer gravitate towards. Bill's just ruining it. You used to have to go out and work to find the good spots. Now you can just use this, and everybody can find the good spots. Damn it, Bill. <laughs> well, hey, Bill how just got to outwork them. What, what about that, that narrative that, like, there's too much tech in hunting, and, and you, you know, you're taking all the work out of it and blah, blah. That's been an argument I've seen and heard. Like, how are you more navigating so, that? More so with, with cell cameras, and that's a battle for another day. I, I call those people Luddites. Um, that's a great word. The people who are like, the people who are like, um, you know, there's too much tech in this or whatever. It's like, um, there's still maps. You can, you're still scouting. You still have to do boots on the ground. You know, I've, I've said it kind of since the beginning of the, from the beginning of the app, I started developing the application is, um, you already have a God's eye view of the world with your old, you know, your legacy mapping apps. Um, and you're, you know, shooting, you know, a 243 or a 30-odd six that you can reach out and touch someone, you know, what is the difference? Who's, who's better t- um, who's better outfitted to go to the woods? A guy with a 30-odd six, the rifle that's been around for, I don't know, 100 years, 80 years, or a guy who's got a stick bow with a Spartan Forge app? Um, well, that's a great, you know, that's actually a really, that's a good matchup. <laughs> You know who's who's got the advantage there. I would say the guy with the gun still has the advantage, but unless um, you're, unless your tools Fred are Bear, just tools and lidar. Unless you're I'm Fred, sorry. Unless you're Fred Bear and you know how to use the Spartan Forge app really well. <laughs> yeah, I mean lidar data has been out there. I'm just centralizing it. All of you know, I'm not developing lidar data. I'm just getting lidar data from all 50 states and I'm hosting it in one place. So the lidar data, uh, you know, as I think I heard Eric or someone say it before. It's already available. You just have to go out and get it. Um, all of everything that's in the Spartan Forge app is already available. It's stuff that I've been, you know, getting from six or seven apps for the fa- past few years. I'm not reinventing the wheel here. I'm just centralizing the wheels all, all on one vehicle. Um, so I'm not doing anything new. But to the again to the Luddites or to the people who say, you know, we're putting too much tech in this. It's like, well, tech is everywhere, and if we want to involve kids, we got to do this. And people have, are, especially in this economy, are having to work more and have less time to hunt. And if I can give them an application that's going to allow them to do more digital scouting and spend less time away from their family or less time away from work and allow them to still get the job done, then damn it, I'm going to do that. I love it. That's good. 
Uh, and people can choose not to use it. Well, yeah. and, and Scott, Brian in the comments said it's another tool, definitely doesn't shoot the deer for you, and obviously that's true. And we're getting some weird spam from, like, some sexting service on YouTube. So <laughs> thanks a lot for that, you freaking spam bot. I'm trying to delete it and block user. and put it, I put them on a YouTube timeout, whatever that means. Uh, another new problem to navigate. Jesus. Uh, hey, I'm glad we're getting some love here. <laughs> <laughs> the rut is on, guys. The rut is on. The girls are looking <laughs> the for us. Those, those are Private those, dating chat girls. Uh, let's go. Those yeah. does are hot. Let's let's get at it, Look fellas. At, is that a smoochy face? <laughs> Can we make a Spartan Forge? Smoochy face, a heart. I mean, they started off soft with no emoji, <laughs> then they went to smoochy face, and then they went to the heart. That's hardcore. But they didn't show that. Doble, pause, doble. <laughs> See, I mean, they didn't. They don't know deer lingo, so clearly that's a spam bot. We can still work with. They it. didn't yeah, show that. Uh, what's that? What's that? Uh, the apricot or what is that thing? The eggplant. The eggplant. <laughs> the eggplant. <laughs> the eggplant. The eggplant. Yeah, the that'd be like yeah, the equal to the grunt it. call, right? That's the yeah. Better get your fruits and veggies right. Oh right. my goodness, guys. <laughs> So someone else had a bill. Someone else had a question. I think it was Tony about the name Spartan yeah, Forge, yeah, yeah. and I think that's fun to talk about. Uh, talk about the name for two minutes here. How do you think that? Because he thinks so, he said. So like, why do we have the name? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, long story short, it's kind of cliche, but in the military, um, when I was a warrant officer, we would always do these things called staff rides where essentially, you know, our general officer that I worked for would take us out. We'd go see some famous battle or see some, you know, go to a, a veteran cemetery and talk about, you know, famous uh, soldiers or anyway, these things happen all the time in the military and you're always trying to learn from the past. Um, in the military, we studied the Spartans a lot. And, um, you know, obviously the hot gates at Thermopylae is a battle that gets talked about because of the way that the Spartans were able to uh, use the terrain and despite their small forces, inflict heavy casualties on a much larger, better equipped enemy force. And, um, uh, you know, when we're in the deer woods, the, the deer still have the advantage, despite all of the tools that we have. Um, they, they still walk more than we um, kill. And with, with the name Spartan Forge, um, essentially a forge is just a place that you get weapons. And, uh, you know, so this is the, this is the repository of wealth, knowledge, and, 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 and weapons, uh, digital weapons for the hunter. Um, so yeah, Spartan Forge is just kind of lifted from that, um, that, uh, I guess that ethic that, um, the Spartan, uh, tradition, military tradition. You downplayed that, but that's like a kick-ass reason for that name. Mm -hmm. I love that. Another question for you, Bill. This is why it's nice yeah, to be live. Oh, we're still uh, getting like weird. It. We're still getting sexting from the YouTube. So, my hot photo here. Who wants to click on that spam bot? <laughs> nope. And it's got the numbers six and nine and a whole lot of X. Well, that's how you know it's real rut activity. This, <laughs> peak, it is, of, yeah, this is going to be is some a, of my high school kids it could spamming be. us. It is peak breeding season, gentlemen. <laughs> I mean, it's supposed to be the 15th, and we're a little off here. Come on. You couldn't hold on. Uh, <laughs> uh, Scott asks, Bill, has running the app added to your deer season experience, or does it make it that much harder having split focuses between the company and your own season? Yeah, it's killing my season. It's been <laughs> killing my season for three years. Um, I just don't have the time to go out and scout. Like, scouting is still necessary, uh, very necessary. And if you have more tools, it just require it just allows you to find more spots to go scout. Really, 
Um, <laughs> and uh, I have not had the time to go and scout like I want to. So I'm out here hunting in PA and I'm hunting last year's sets um, and really didn't get to get on the ground this year and, and scout like I need to, to be successful. So it kind of hurts my hurts in that way, but then also I'm running a um, test um, version of the application and I'm also running three phones while I'm out here. Cause I'm testing on Apple, Android and production. So every time I'm doing something, I'm doing it on three different phones and I'm looking, you know, to see if there are errors or, you know, generating error logs and looking through them to see what's going right or wrong with the application. And then whenever there's a major problem, sending it off um, so that we can look at it when I get back. So I would say in that way, um, I'm at a disadvantage because I'm distracted generally, especially when something goes wrong with a testing application or something like that. So I'd say it probably takes more from my hunt than it adds. Yeah, or some Yahoo name Eric starts messaging you and asking you how to kill a deer, and you're like, I'm trying to kill my own deer, Eric, yay hole. <laughs> but uh, I'm going to bring us back on to the, the tracks here to, to stay true to the subject, uh, or at least the title of what I tried to talk about today. Um, someone just, I can't see, it's just a Facebook user, because I think it's in the, the, the Shooter Buck Club, so it like, masks them on this chat for some reason. So I don't know who it is, but I have an idea. Uh, it says, is this about rut or an app? So let's let's bring it back to maybe the predictability piece of like the data points that you've collected and synthesized and put AI against and, and like, what, what are we looking for as users of the app on the Intel tab to tell us in terms of rut activity, short of the fact that like we seem to be in the rut, but like how can Spartan forage help us in the rut? Like what am I looking for when you consider full range movement, abnormal movement, core area, transition area, those types of terms that you have in there. Um, I'm sorry. I'm going to sneeze here. Sorry. Bless you. Excuse me. All right. Sorry. Um, did we hurt somebody's feelings by the way, about talking about the app? Was that that, what that was? No, they're just saying like the title says talking about, talking about the rut and we're talking about the app, but Uh, they they lightened it up and they just said, okay, well, it's a joke about the spam you were getting. It's all good. (laughs) Oh oh, yeah. Cause of the the derailment of the train. Okay. So I would say from a from a rut perspective on the Spartan Forge app, um, it really depends on if you know deer or not. Like, as far as if you've done your scouting or you have the property and you know the deer, then having the pattern is useful. Um, and patterns actually, we actually predict quite well against pattern because pattern is highly correlated with things like cloud cover, temperature, and wind direction. Deer use those three things to navigate terrain, at least smart deer do. So um, the pattern is highly dependent on those factors. So if you know how the deer normally navigate a piece of land, then knowing the pattern or if it's normal or abnormal is obviously very helpful because if the deer generally come to a field from the northeast corner, um, because you generally have a south wind in the area that you're at, then if you're getting a normal prediction, then you can expect that normal behavior. Um, if you don't know the deer or you're like, I am a hunting public land right now up in, you know, the Allegheny, uh, then the pattern matters less and the movement matters the most. And the movement is basically, uh, it uses 22 factors of weather to just kind of get an understanding, uh, for the user of, uh, where will the deer be traveling in their ranges? So a deer's range is broken down biologically into their core area, their transition areas, and their and their full range. The core area you can be thought about as bedtime or bed bedding areas. The uh, transition area can be thought of 
in between destination and bedding. And then the full range is just, you know, everywhere that that deer goes throughout the, uh, the course of a year. So uh, those three things are where we, we, what we predict against. Uh, we may be going to five buckets next year as we get, add more data. We're getting better and better um, prediction. Um, but you're never going to see something from our application where it's like, you know, 3 p.m. tomorrow will be the best movement because that doesn't work. Um, the apps that do that is, frankly, it's just bullshit. Um, whatever you look at uh, deer movement or you look at collar GPS data, uh, deer don't do anything at the same time. Uh, they just generally do some of the same things. But there's at no point can you look at deer collar GPS data, you know, and say all of the deer got up yesterday at 3 p.m. That just doesn't, it doesn't happen. No, but so like the best, the best thing that Spartan Forge can display as far as like, you know, I'm going to show the, the, what's that fruit again? The eggplant? The fruit or the the combination? If I'm going to share an eggplant and get a hard on about deer hunting, okay, (laughs) to make it real awkward for everybody. Just to be clear, Spartan Spartan Forge does not have an eggplant (laughs) peach. Logo for the no, day. No, no pineapples. <laughs> I'm aware. No well, pineapple. I'm gonna be texting Bill eggplants all day tomorrow <laughs> when I'm out Jesus. hunting because it's gonna show. Uh, but no, I'm I'm talking about like, am I looking for full range, at very abnormal, and like those are the those are the days that look you you really need to find a way to get in the woods and quit your job tomorrow. Like those are the days that people are. Yeah, like, I mean that that all that all depends, right? Because if you only have access to an area where the deer bed then you want a core range day, core area day. So, so if you're if you Derek have property, and you actually know what you're doing, then that's a good day for you. But if you're me and you have no intel, no cams, no idea how to get to a bed, oh, I'm looking for deer to just be all willy-nilly. He must have seen the picture of the buck I shot this year. He might have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then, then, you're, then you would be looking for full range, yeah. All right, all right. That was an inverted eggplant. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Bill. See... This would be better if you were here, because then you would just be like, you know, drinking. We're drinking this shit called Marksman. Have you ever heard of that? I've never heard of it, but we have it. And 10 bucks says you won't be able to hit the toilet when you leave here. Uh, hey, there's this guy on here in the chat named Nutto. That yeah, guy, Mike. I had to deal with him like a few months ago. He went nuts on me on the phone. Hey, Mike, welcome to the show. You're in the chat. I'd rather go hunting than listen or even use this bullshit. All right. Well, that's unfortunate. Um, you know, we'll yeah, just... well, he was trying to use the bullshit earlier in the season <laughs> and he couldn't figure out how to log into the app. And I actually called him and he flipped out on me on the phone. Well, let's hope Mike doesn't call Pretty now because I don't want to navigate that. <laughs> I've did, got enough technical issues to deal with I, today. I think I figured out the other spamming that we were having, though, with the girl stuff. I think they have like a keyword, rut. They heard us talking rut stuff. <laughs> and in Wisconsin, with gun season opening up, the girls come to the dancing bars, you know, up north, and like there's a bunch of dancing bars. Yeah, weasels. Like. So they're trying to get people amped up and ready for for all the you know the beautiful dance routines that are gonna be going on. I'm gonna have to cheers Derek for a good subject change there. Yeah, I'm good job. No, but you go. you can't please everybody. You just can't. And and I always say like once you reach a certain uh, magnitude of scale. It's probably good that you have haters because that means yeah. you've reached more people than, you know, your hundred best friends or whatever the hell, you know, because at some yeah, point, but, I mean, uh, the thing with haters too, is like haters don't hate you. They hate themselves. So they are just projecting it onto the world. 
um, that's the other thing too, is like there people who throw all this hate at people who are trying to build things are just probably wishing deeply that they were building things and they're not. So it's easier to get angry at somebody who is building things rather than it is to deal with your own inadequacies that I, I like being a CEO who deals with people. Like I said, I, if someone's like, something's not working, call me, I'll call people and I deal with people at 99.99999% of the time. People are gracious and they're happy to hear from the CEO of a company. And um, it's like always generally a positive experience. But then there are these people um, that just want to hate. That's just what they are. That's what they do. And that's how they're wired. Um, And and yeah, it's good. It's a good thing in my mind because it it does mean we're scaling because we're even reaching the people that you'll never make happy. But yeah, it's it's definitely a thing, and uh, I, I think if you don't have people who that are haters, then you're probably not doing anything. You don't have principles if that's the case. There, yes. And, Go ahead, coming, Greg. and coming from you know a manufacturing company, like I do tech support, so it means a lot to people when you answer the phone, and I think it takes more people by surprise when you actually call them to try and help them because you're passionate about it and you want them to understand. You can't always lead a, a horse to water and expect them to drink. No, I mean, and, and Bill, you know, I have a, uh, an app that doesn't, that pales in comparison to basically every app because it's not done. <laughs> it's, it's in production, and I don't know if we'll ever see the full light of day. But we, we have haters on that side of the fence because people think we're, like, ruining their hunting spots or something, uh, which might be true. I don't know. Uh, maybe we're making it easier, maybe we're not. But, again, getting people that hate or, or whatever, I, it's not the worst thing in the world. And you can't make everybody happy and so forth. But to have a CEO of a, of a 14 person startup who's working 80 hours a week, give someone a call and try to like walk someone through something, you know, I'll, I'll be the first to say when I launched my app in 2013, people's argument back then was I'm not bringing my cell phone into the woods. And I was like, okay. Mm. And, and to that point, the, the demographic or the audience that we had at the time were so technically inept, like, inadequately uh like the the demographic was just older blue collar like i don't know how to log in i don't know how to use this and so forth like that was a pretty common theme that i remember dealing with way back then and so that's still playing out today i'm not super surprised like i talked to my dad my dad has your app i think he used our ohp code and my dad will call me when he can't log into something and my dad is like the best test case because he can't log into anything and i dad i'm sorry i know you're listening (laughs) <laughs> and uh but, but he does he you but know bless dad would but he figures it out like, dude i'm not technical this, he figures this is it out. beyond my pay grade yeah and, but and he'll figure it out and exactly if nothing else he's at least kind enough to understand that i should probably call somebody yeah. that knows more about so my dad will bust my balls on my stuff all day long and it's great because i'm like if i can get my dad to be a believer uh, in a user then this is fucking working and it, <laughs> i mean this is no like consolation or anything but what i've noticed about the spartan forge stuff is on social media like some of the bigger facebook groups wisconsin rut report fifty thousand mm-hmm. people are in it right people ask questions there's a million dumbass responses from every time dick and harry but when I see the responses from, like, what hunting app is the best, and, like, there's a plethora of answers. Oh, yeah. But the people that I tend to see on all these different pages and groups who say Spartan Forge are people who I have previously respected for the way they've conducted themselves and the way that they hunt and the way that they are in the woods. You have good people, obviously, your pro staff team. But 
there's really good, smart, like they value what you're doing because they are good at what they do. I, yeah. I think that speaks very Yeah, I, I find that to be the case too. I, find, I, I think you hit the nail on the head. I find that to be the case too. Like when I read like smart deer hunters, I even know people that are pro staffers for other hunting apps, <laughs> competitive apps that I talked to that I've just met in the past that are using our application because they can get stuff like the polar plots because they can get the 10 meter or the 10 foot contours because they can get the five centimeter imagery because they actually tested like two of two of the guys actually tested the prediction for another company and knew the, and found the prediction to work and still use the prediction and still talk to me. So whenever you, f I find these like people who are serious deer hunters that use the app, they recognize that this was built by a serious deer hunter and they recognize the value of what I'm trying to do because we all have full-time jobs. We're all limited on time and we all need to get as much done as we can before we step in the woods. And I think people see that. And, and so, yeah, I'm excited to keep heading in this direction. Um, and you know, we've obviously caught like a little bit of fire. I wouldn't say a ton of fire, but we have caught a little bit of fire because, you know, our, our, we've got a lot of people downloading and using the apps and, we're getting more positive prediction, especially on the prediction side, not even the rest of the app, but you know, we probably have 25 or 30 a week of people saying they just listened to the prediction and for the first time, you know, it killed a buck or killed a big buck or, um, you know, I get so many messages on Instagram and Facebook, like got my first full range prediction, left my spot alone, went in the woods and took my deer. Um, so those things that to me is, is the most satisfying um, experience as a CEO of this type of company when people uh, do that type, that type of stuff. And then um, those are, those also become your best salesman. That's intrinsically rewarding as a CEO of a company to have that kind of feedback. We, we have different feedback from okay as Hunter, but similar in nature, as far as like how we've helped them in some way, shape or form. It's always like, Holy shit. I guess we should keep doing the podcast every Tuesday, right? Like cause people care. Uh, but you, you guys are on the bleeding edge which is ahead of the cutting edge. Uh, and so from a usability standpoint, just to clarify, like you guys are doing things that have not been done before. So the usability of your app, like sometimes it can be inherently like complicated and, and feel like, what am I doing? Because it's not like anything else. I can literally move the, the some of the features from left hand to right hand and, and hold and press and I can get, so like if I have one hand without a glove or that's not holding my bow or whatever, I can use the app with one hand functionally there's another app that's doing that that's making modular movements of like where features live and exist so so some, for some people that could be confusing but for like a, a, a younger yeah. generation where they were born with a smartphone attached to their umbilical cord like my five-year-old knows how to use a phone better than i do and i'm 36 and that's weird to say because i feel like i'm fucking 56 saying that but to that end like you're making more people happy than not as a result of building that way i think that's my two cents. Yeah, we, we have a couple of the – yeah, no, I, I agree. We have a couple of the core features we need to build out a little better. One of them is like our public and private land stuff. That just comes down to hiring a full-time group of researchers to go out and grab the rest of that data, and we are doing that. So we'll, we'll tighten that up. And we just got the trail stuff like I talked about, so we tightened that up too. But what I didn't want to do was build another OffX or OnX, I mean, or build another um, – <laughs> Whoa, Or build another – he, that was so I didn't natural. I want to build just the same. What's that? That was so naturally done. That was really <laughs> nice. Uh, I don't want to just build the same app over again. I wanted to get to like a minimally viable product that was analogous with the other apps, but then start building different stuff. 
like blue force tracker is going to be a radical departure. Our wear feature is a radical departure. Um, toggle, um, the LIDAR map with the gradient is a radical departure. This is stuff that the other people aren't doing. And that's the stuff that really interests me. And, and the stuff that we'll be doing with this other company going into next year is stuff that the other companies haven't even thought about. It's not even, they don't even know that it's in the art of possible. Um, and those are the things that excite me as a CEO to, to go and build um, and to test and to, and, to, and to equip the hunters with. Um, and that's what drives me. And that's what I'm excited to do. I dig it, man. It's great. And uh, there's no other callers in queue and comments have, I think, stopped reflecting the weird sex bots that have been coming through. The people that listen to our show have such a high value of entertainment <laughs> coming from this. <laughs> there's no high other gaming podcast. High value. Did you say high, high value? Well, high value of entertainment. I didn't say value no. of like, you know, oh. value. I'm just saying, are you not entertained? You know, like. Where else does it come from? But you have, a, and you guys have a free version now too, Bill. What what's included in there? Where's the cutoff line as to what I'm going to pay for? Like, what what am I missing on a free version that I'm paying for on a, on a paid version? And then we can kind of bring the plane well, to the landing. The goal with the free version, the goal with the free version was to allow for people to stop overpaying for stuff like the competitor apps, where they're basically they're dealing in commodity data and they're just charging you for property data. Um, so we made the property data free. Because people shouldn't be paying 115 bucks a year for property data and some one meter maps. So the free app is basically property data. Um, three of our maps, three of the five uh, of our five features of maps. So we have like three base maps that are like Sat One, Sat Two, Sat Three. But then we have UAV, which has the five centimeter imagery for 40% of the U.S. with the three to seven years of historical. <clears throat> they don't get the UAV layer, but they get the three base maps. They get public and private land. They get a seven-day weather forecast. They get journals. Um, they get 3D maps. They get all the crap that companies shouldn't be charging people for because your taxpayer money has already paid for it. So they get all that for free. You're talking about platforms and stuff like that. We're making people pay for. Yeah. Yeah. What we're making people pay for to access the app is the UAV imagery, the um, the historical wind features, the five-centimeter imagery the historical imagery, the artificial intelligence, the new AI that we have coming out soon, the LIDAR maps, the gradients, the five, the five, um, we're going to have five and 10 foot contours next year, 10 foot for now, five foot next year. Like that stuff is computationally expensive to produce. Um, and those are the things that push the envelope technologically um, and prove our worth as a company. And on top of that, we're still half the cost of these other apps while we're doing this. Um, so th those are, that, that's kind of the, the cut line for us there. Now, I'm glad you took the time to explain that. I had another follow-up question to that, that I, uh, hope I can remember because it felt valuable and important to this, um, ah, crap. Uh-oh, the plane's not coming in for a landing. <sighs> no, damn it. It was really it's good too. It's been to delayed. Tony, Tony, uh, we're not Clark paying attention. We're playing with this <laughs> little forky horn Craig's got an antler sticking on his head. No it's very distracting. <laughs> I don't know. Look at these freaking idiots. God, got Eric. you good. I'm going to just zoom in on this on this dipshit train yeah, happening yeah. over here <laughs> that's just pulling me off the damn rails. Uh, you know, why do we even do a podcast? What's the... <laughs> Look at this. Look at this freaking guy. It's eggplant season, here. bro. It's eggplant season, <laughs> bro. <laughs> the boys are excited. Oh, gosh. Obviously, the girls are, too. <laughs> Upright and mobile. Oh, yeah. Well, that, that's a way to say it. Now... 
Damn it. The so the free version, I'm just trying to like recant my thoughts here to like bring it back around uh to something meaningful. And I'm gonna be pissed because it was really genuinely because good. You got, you got all this going on right here. Yeah. Unicorn. And what is it, what is this called again? There's a name for this. I don't know. I'm the gonna shave it. I'm gonna shave your head after the podcast. <laughs> Can I leave first? <laughs> Can I leave first? Jace, you have to stay. You're going to have to film that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm Bill, you go. guys going to do when your veteran. This is not what I was going to say, but this is the. I know you have a timeline here. So if you have to drop off, you can drop off. But but you have your veterans hunt that you're doing again. You did it last year. So again, talking about like the things you guys are doing, you guys made a patch uh, last year. And like, you're like, we're not doing any. A lot of companies jump on bandwagon shit. And be like, oh, it's Veterans Day. We're going to give you a discount. But it's like, well, yeah, that's one fucking day out of the year. They're, they're, they're in the military all year round. They're serving our country all year round. Like, you're like, look, we're not doing this for vanity. We're doing it to genuinely give back. And you had nominated somehow. You had veterans come to this hunt at Johnny's Cabin in Pennsylvania. It was beautiful. And, and like, you donated back then to the boot campaign. I think you picked a different donor this year. Maybe just spend a couple minutes on that. Maybe I'll, my thoughts will come back to me here. As you talk about the vet hunt, and yeah, we're gonna do a get. We're we're gonna announce a hunt giveaway here probably this week, <clears throat> Veterans Day week. Um, I have a buddy um, who was a Navy SEAL. He died a few years back. <clears throat> His family set up a college fund, um, and we're going to be donating to that college fund this year. Um, <clears throat> and um, we're gonna be taking some people hunting during the rut in Alabama. So, and we have got some great partners: uh, Sitka, um, Spy Point Cameras. Um, Vortex, uh, uh, Predator e-bikes. Um, we're gonna be giving away a lot of cool shit um, for this, and uh, we've we've got um, some other sponsors that I'll be talking about soon. That I'm just waiting for the contracts to come back. Um, we're gonna be donating a lot of gear. Um, we raised five grand, I think five or five and a half grand last year. I'm trying to raise double that this year, um, and 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 continue to give back to the community that I've benefited so much from. That's amazing. That's rare. That's rare. Like you are so like as a CEO, you're so close to like steering this thing the way that you want it to go. And I just, other companies aren't, they're not like that. It's not as, I'm going to use the word intimate, but I don't mean it (laughs) the way that people think. I mean, like you're, you're able to be like really close to everything, which is, which is just rare. I, I respect that a lot. One of the reasons we like working with you. The butter's getting thin, my friend. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know we don't talk nearly as much anymore. I'm so hurt. I'm <laughs> That's funny. My fiance just said that to me earlier tonight. <laughs> I think we're all hearing that as deer hunters and huntresses. Like, there's like deer hunting is a it's a it's a real relationship uh, taxing event. Honestly, if you're pretty serious about deer hunting, it's an it, can, it can really like. My wife compared it to gambling the other day, and I think I said I don't think you're too far off. It's more fun than gambling. No, but just the same like part of the brain that's like used to Less addiction. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I don't know, man. Like, it's pretty depressing to walk in and piss away a couple hundred bucks and not walk out with anything. Yeah, well, how do you, you think I feel when I go deer hunting? I pissed away the season so yeah, far. Talk well, about this. I get it. Don't get the calculator out. <laughs> did you wait? Did you get to hang out with the nuge? The nuge. Yeah, I did. What the hell, man? What happened there? Can you, so one time we had a, a prank caller, so we have all these sexting things happening today, which is new, and that's the first time we've had an issue since we had a prank caller that said uh, they got a retrump from Ted Nugent. They said they put him, they put him in a stranglehold. 
did they say that was a prank caller baby or just <laughs> no no they just said reach around from ted nugent oh man but that must have been that must have been a hell of an experience <laughs> the reach around or what built it yeah it was it was amazing <laughs> Jeez, uh, and it was laughing. awesome uh, to be able to sit with him around the campfire and hear him it's okay. riff and play some songs <laughs> It was a good time. That is pretty great. That's that's uh, not something a lot of people get to experience. Is that and like the guy's getting he's he's not young man. Like Uncle Ted is he's getting up there. Seventy two. Yeah, Dang. no doubt. That's like saying I wish I would have saw. But he's so, still so, sharp. Yeah, well, he seems he seems to be pretty sharp still. He was close with Fred Bear, the man. He yeah, was. well, yeah, Fred Bear. Right, let me. I can probably get this in frame here. Let's see uh, if I can get Derek. To to I'll put it up on the full screen. Have you seen this, Bill? Do you know Derek on our on our on our team here is an artist and he drew this drawing. Yep. Scooch this way a little bit, buddy, and we'll get real tight on that on that Fred Bear drawing that you put together. Look at that thing. Oh, uh, dude, I need one of those. Can they're, you make me one of those? They're for sale. He's got prints. Up, yeah, yeah. He sold a lot of these at our trade show last March, and then it went viral on TikTok. You did an awesome TikTok where you talked about. I did a Fred Bear quote. Fred Bear. Yeah. That was excellent. And then it like blew up and everyone's like, where do I get that? And I'm like, talk to Derek. He's the guy. He's who you got to talk to. That's pretty neat. Anywho. Well, Derek, I we got to talk after this. I'm going to commission you to make me one of those. Hey, I don't hey. want to print. I want an original. Ooh. Oh, There's boy. been some uh, some uh, bidding wars over the original, but I Bill, still have it. Bill might have the. the <laughs> You might have the wherewithal to, to write you a check for that one. The prediction is looking like it. I, I want it. <laughs> Seriously, these dudes, uh, Bill, got into a, a, a full-on fight at the trade show in March, fighting over the original. I don't think I was there when that happened. No, no you I, had, I had to, like, fend them you, off. I, also, my phone was blowing up. Greg <laughs> was like, dude. It was a couple of older gentlemen. They were twin brothers, and they were, like, fighting over it. And I'm like, um... I can't arm wrestle either one of you. I'd probably break both of you, but <laughs> I'm telling you that I can't speak for the man who drew it. So fight it out later, okay? It was Gary and Jerry Wagner. That, yep. That's a good fight to have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice guys. They just shot some but, really good deer in Wisconsin here but, last week. But they didn't want to pay the piper. Crazy. It was it was pretty wild, man. The whole thing. But uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll end the live broadcast uh, because I. For the life of me, can't remember what the hell I was going to say, uh, unfortunately. So if it ever comes back around, I'll put it in as a, as a post-edit. Uh, and, uh, oh, Bill, you got anything? Yeah, let's do a live one. I'll come. To, I'll, I'll be over there this spring. Good, right. good. Yeah. Spartan, good. Spartanforge.ai, folks, they have a free version. Uh, of course, you can use code a- OHP for 20% off, which I made a mistake earlier in the year. That's probably Bill's fault. <laughs> <laughs> I was saying it's 25% off, but uh, it's 20% off. And you have to you have to go to the website and redeem that code and log in, and then and then from there you can go get the app and stuff. And, uh, Eric, right? Is that right? Eric, before we go off here, somebody asked a question about property owners. I just want to quickly take ten seconds to talk about property data. Yeah, do it. Uh, we I deal with a couple of contract companies for property data, but then I also have to call county seats for property data. So people, I think it's just helpful to understand that there's not just like one funnel that I get property data from. So when people say, how often does property data update? It updates as we get it concurrently with the system. The problem is someone buys a house, the county seat can take between a year or two years to update the data in an area, or it can be done in 10 minutes. It all depends on the county that you live in and where you're at. Um, And then whether or not the county digitizes the data or it has to be manually scanned. 
In some fa- in some cases, it has to be manually scanned. For about eighty five percent of the U S, there's companies that I buy this data from. But for the 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 rest of the fifteen percent, it's whenever I can get on the phone and actually get somebody who can send me a link to the data, or I can get the data downloaded, or I can get a plot book and scan it, and and then have a uh, uh, a, a computer uh, digitally uh, input all of that data. Again, that's like a, one of the disadvantages of being a small company and not, you know, the size of like an OFX where we have 80 people. Um, uh, it, it, it's just a time thing. So I update it as, as I get it. Most of the U.S. gets updated, you know, as the data is live. But for that last 15 percent, it can take some time. Um, and it's definitely one of the hires that I'm going to make in the off season is for a full time property researcher. So um, that, that's all to say that last 15% can be tricky, but um, we do have all of the outlines for the properties. It's just sometimes we don't have the names or if we do, they can sometimes be out of date. So um, uh, that's just to answer that question. He just bought the app and is browsing through local land. I'll, I'll add to your, to your point there and say that like on Spartan Forge, you can highlight a property and you can like put it as permissible or not permissible with notes, pictures and, and so forth. So like when you consider the, your pro staff, like Lee Ellis, who's knocking on doors and stuff and killing like the biggest deer in the world every day and every state <laughs> with pure ease. Cause he's just the nicest human in the world. So F him for being so effing nice. Uh, I climbed up in a wow. fucking tree branch and shot a beautiful buck this year. That yeah. was awesome. <laughs> yeah. But to that point, like you can go in and actually like, it'll be green or red, like denied or, or permissible. So if you're knocking on doors, you can, you can use Spartan Forge to kind of keep tabs on which areas and, and plots you have. So I actually do have, I, I gained permission Woo. on private uh, two weeks ago, not far from my house on a nice property. I've showed it to Greg. He says I need to get my ass out there, but I'm like reluctant because I don't know. I'm an idiot, I guess. Uh, but I put it as green on Spartan Forge. So it's, it's a green property. It's 15 acres. And I that uh, felt good. Yeah, that's the first time I've ever done. I'd have to knock on the door. I know the guy, and I was like, "Hey, he was going to build a house there, now, and then he did." Now, if you mark it red, if you mark it red, Eric, and the property gets sold, you'll get an alert. It'll turn purple, and it'll tell you to go back to that property and ask for new access because there's a new owner. I've never seen purple. That seems nice. Oh, probably just because you haven't had a property that's changed hands. Yeah, no, I have never done. No, I've, that's a that's something I've not seen. Tony uh, Cordero, for one hour only, ninety five percent off Spartan Forge with code OHP. That is not true, folks. <laughs> Tony, get the f out of here. <laughs> <laughs> it's, tw- uh, it's just twenty percent. We work. have to meet Tony at a BHA event. He's a good guy. <laughs> He's a good dude. Yeah. He's not a joker usually though. No. <laughs> oh, and he said in, in yellow it's for con- serious. Scott said yellow for conditional as well. Yeah. So if you can only hang a camera or you can only do turkey or you can only do dough, you can mark that as conditional and then oh. put your conditions in the in the notes. That's good. Now, Greg has a conditional because he's got a property he's got access to that he can only kill dough on. So you might want to put a yellow on that one there, big guy. It's a green, wishful thinking. We're going to take advantage of it. <laughs> We're going to fill the freezer. Everything will be great. It'll be fine. Are you, are you, oh, that was, a, was that your Trump impression? No. Does, does anyone else? Has anyone else watched the, the, the Jeffrey, Donald Trump? Has, has anyone else watched the Jeffrey Dahmer? Does it's he normal size hands? It's like, it's like a million, a billion does. It's a, like a billion, a billion, a billion does. I, I, I gotta say that the Jeffrey Dahmer just sounds like Napoleon Dynamite became a murderer. Those are my Literally. favorite memes of the Jeffrey Dahmer. You want some tuts? I'm just gonna take some pictures. <laughs> Lord. <laughs> oh, uh, 
on that note. <laughs> hey, but also, before we go, before we end here, um, make sure y'all co- check into the Instagram live tonight. Oh, yeah. What time yes. is that at? It's at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. It's in 45 minutes, so I'm going to run inside and slam a beer and eat some food and then come back out. Woo. All right, Bill. All right. We'll talk to you later. Yeah, we'll get we'll this posted. Send me a new picture. Something not nude. I said new. He said nude. <laughs> send me a He's new picture. Send me a picture. So make sure you put the inverted eggplant in place, okay? Just give me a freaking eggplant. Send me a picture of you with some sort of animal. Uh, that I can use. That's not the same one that steal, everyone else Steal the one there. off my... Hey, we're no. friends on Facebook. Steal the one of me with the hog on Facebook. I can do that. But do you have any other ones that are not on social media that can make us look like, like we we really know back. Bill Thompson? Yeah. Mean like a dragon. Yeah. Yeah, I'll send you one. I'll send you one. Uh, I'll send you a couple older ones. Thank you, buddy. All right. See you. It might be see an ya. inverted egg. All right, guys. Have a good night, Bill. See you, Bill. <laughs> Thank you. You bet. Bye, guys. Bye. And on that note, folks... The Thanks for tuning into the shit show. Ended. Should we just rename our podcast the shit show podcast? And then it's like we can talk about anything. We would probably increase our, our viewership by 20 fold. 20 fold. <laughs> At least 20. Bill's like running off statistics like, oh, yeah, the, the country's like 85%. You know, they operate this way. And, and 5% Greg's of here the like, time, it works every time. 60% of the time, it doesn't fucking work any of the times. <sighs> I tried grunting at that. that I saw that buck. I don't even know if it's a buck, guys. That doe that was rubbing that tree. The doe that was rubbing <laughs> the tree. The doe that had a twig stuck in its forehead. I think that was a cat fine. that had some catnip in the tree. I don't really understand what the hell was going on with that situation. I think I've... that deer's eggplant was stuck in the tree. <laughs> <laughs> He's rubbing it with something. Some... I have uh, never rubbing. seen a deer rub a tree that didn't have antlers. Yeah, you did. <laughs> I saw the footage. <laughs> <laughs> that was the first. I was like, and then I grunted him, right? I grunted him. He just looks over all curious. And then kept rubbing the tree. I was like, I can't even call in a freaking yearling buck. That's how okay I am. He wouldn't even come. And I rubbed antlers on the tree. I was like, moving branches. I was doing stuff. Nothing. Nothing. He's like, meh. Sounds interesting. But I'm going to go this way, buddy. And that he was that. Knew, Probably not like, he was confront. out of his league. He was Probably already out of It was at that moment when I said to myself. Horn, and he figured you had two hands, which sounded like two horns, shaking bushes. Yeah. And scratching yourself. Two-handed bush shaker. Two-handed bush grabber right there. But it was at that moment I thought, wow, I can't even call in a yearling buck. <laughs> That's got to be a t-shirt. Two-handed bush, Two-handed bush grabber right there. Hey, we have, new, co- we have new koozies, guys. Hey. Do you want to talk about how, com- how comfortable, how comfortable is this koozie? We got the green ones. It's comfortable. If you buy a red and a green, it's a Christmas present, okay? Red green show. Yes, Merry just Christmas before Christmas time. But these are and the logos look really sharp on the new. Uh, we got like a new embroidery process for these, so it looks real good. So if you are one of the first buyers of the original, you, you're an OG or now because you better hide that thing. Like it's a, a collectible. It's, it's, it's correct because they ain't gonna look like that anymore. <laughs> They're still ten bucks, which is really expensive, but that's just how much it costs us to make these damn, damn things. Cool. Yeah. You can't call them a koozie. Did you know that? Like, you can't. It's but officially we, not made by koozie. Koozie is a trademark thing. Our trademark lawyer was thing. like, you can't call them koozie. I was like, wait, what? This is a can cooler. Cool. It's a can cooler. It's a, te- it's a Kleenex. They've actually become the Kleenex. Yeah. Of the Kleenex. Of koozie. Koozie. It's not a koozie, even though we all call it koozies. It's a can cooler. So I, we had to take that off our website real quick because I don't want to get sued <laughs> for making freaking can coolers. Anywho. All right, I'm going to end the live broadcast, uh, and thanks, everybody, for, for tuning in. We appreciate you. Sorry, Evan, that we you couldn't hear Bill. I don't know what that was all about. You have to watch the uh, playback. Yeah. Yeah, maybe it was his fault. I'll text him. All right. See you, folks. Thanks for tuning in.
putting up with our bullshit. Good luck. <laughs>